Welcome to Product Coffee, a podcast where product professionals from Ibotta share stories, advice, and thoughts on all things product over a cup of coffee. So grab a cup of joe and join us to level up your product career 30 minutes at a time. I'm one of your co-hosts, Zach LaGreca. I'm Jake Worland. I'm Patrick Kuchkowski. I'm Lou Cirillo. And I'm Kevin Gentry. And uh, today, our topic is outcome-based roadmaps. Um, so, yeah, let's let's dive into that. What is what is that? So, actually, before we get started, I'd love to introduce Lou. Um, Lou, do you want to talk a little bit about yourself? He's new to the podcast and also new to Ibotta. Yeah, I think this is uh, this is officially day three for me. Day three uh, already Ibotta, on the so podcast. Pretty yeah, pretty new. <laughs> um, I've been doing product development and design for about the last uh, seven to eight years now. For a variety of different companies, mostly uh, been software and hardware stack businesses. So I got a good mix of experience across both of them. But uh, excited to be here to actually do a full software-based company and selling bigger and scaling. Nice. Well, welcome. Thanks. Yeah. Yeah, it's always fun to have new perspectives, yeah. and yeah, the hardware angle is cool too. I think you know most of my experience has been in software, right. so mine as well. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Well, I guess we can talk about outcome-based roadmaps. Then. Yeah, <laughs> we're deferring that because we're yeah. all frantically trying to think. What are these? Yeah. No. I don't <laughs> <know>. <laughs> yeah. So, outcome-based roadmaps. Any thoughts? What is an outcome-based yeah, roadmap? Someone want to define that? Uh, I can yeah. give it a shot. An outcome-based roadmap. Um, it might be easier to, to say what it is by saying what it is not. Um, in my mind, an outcome-based roadmap is not a list of features. An outcome-based roadmap is a list of Hey, outcomes. Um, but essentially, changes to the business, maybe that's a series of metrics that you care about, whether that's downloads, activation, what, um, purchases, whatever your core metric is, driving changes in those metrics and then letting your team fill in the gaps and, and figuring out how to get there. So what's the theory behind it? Like why, why outcome-based roadmaps versus output? Or like what, what's the advantages or disadvantages? Advantage being... Thinking about a roadmap as a plan and how often do plans go awry, right? Thinking about if we try to think that if we try, if we plan a particular feature three months from now, the chances that we actually build the feature we think we're going to in the way we think we're going to build it is definitely not true. Um, So an outcome based roadmap, in my mind, is really a way to provide space for your team to test and iterate and tweak and learn and have that space to make changes based on those learnings as you go. I think it also goes back to the lean startup, which now is, I don't know, seven, eight years old probably, but really about you know, build, measure, learn. And so too often a feature or a output-based roadmap is going to be, hey, we have shipped this thing, but we're never iterating on it, we're never actually improving it. And especially when dealing with SLT or certain stakeholders, it's very nice to see you know, the four to 15 things that are on your roadmap over the next 12 months. But simply saying we're going to go ship this feature doesn't mean it actually provides the real value. And the fact that 80% of products are actually going to fail means you really do need to look at that outcome because you're going to have to iterate, you're going to have to build, you're going to have to measure it, learn, and repeat. I think the, sorry, just to jump in real quick to add on to that, like a feature-based roadmap, your goals then become output. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. you're laying out a brick, yellow brick road of things you're going to ship and we're going to celebrate the shipment of those things. And we talk about being outcome versus output driven, but like a feature based roadmap is incentivizing output. So when you think about outcomes, it kind of gives creativity and flexibility to the team in terms of figuring out how to get to that outcome everyone cares about. 
I think as well, I was actually going to say the same thing. It kind of starts with goals and objectives that you have. And even from like a product development side, you know, when we did this in, in hardware, something could be as simple as like, well, we want the battery life to be five hours. It doesn't necessarily say what the spec of that battery has to be. And you can figure that out along the way. But you know from the customer user end what feature you want to deliver to them and what way you want them to interact from the beginning. And if you set that as a goal, it actually influences your roadmap all the way from the beginning because you're now driving for something bigger than just the individual feature. Yeah, you're really focused on solving a problem. And I think with feet, just like a list of features, a lot of times you have an idea for this cool thing and you have no idea if anybody would use it. Um, and I think in terms of output versus outcome, um, I, one of the things that is really effective is looking at what actually is important to do. As product managers, like we're supposed to be prioritizing the right thing to build at the right time and something that will drive the most impact for users and for the business. And so I think that can be an effective way to look at it instead of just kind of a scattershot approach of, you know, we're building all of these things and we have no idea what's actually going to stick. Um, your your effectiveness is just not very good, and it could take forever to get to something that's successful. Yeah, it's kind of going from building the right thing at the right time to solving the right problem at the right time. Yeah, it's also easier for communication up the chain too, because you know some other people who are not inherently technical or on your project mm-hmm. might not understand how that feature actually ties to the mm-hmm. the vision. But if you can right. communicate everything in terms of the goals and the outcome objective standpoints, then everybody kind of talks on a common language. Yeah. That's a great let's, point. I would say let's talk about that for a second. Because I yeah. think there's a huge, or those outcome-based roadmaps are harder to sell in the, into senior leadership teams because it implies more autonomy for the product teams. And I think that generally means your senior leadership team needs to trust you a little bit more to give you that space to be able to say, yeah, we don't know exactly what we're going to build yet, but this is what we're going to go solve. This is the outcome we're going yeah. to go hit. But we'll tell you, we'll fill you in when we go, <laughs> and we'll keep you posted. Like, yeah, senior leadership generally doesn't there, respond particularly well. Is there well something that. that we could look at, like, um, like an actual example of what a feature would be versus what an outcome would be, and like kind of work through? Maybe we start with the feature and like what an outcome roadmap would look like for that feature. Yeah, I mean, I have a couple examples, and we can also leverage in a little bit about OKRs for this. Yeah. Um, So kind of piggybacking on what Jake was talking about with getting senior leadership on board as we've made the adjustment to OKRs, and I know we had a different episode on kind of the challenges that that can bring to the table. One of the things that we've been able to start doing, at least on uh, some of the growth teams, has been not saying we're going to ship this new registration experience. Mm -hmm it's going to be, we're going to deliver this uh, percentage point increase as measured against A-B testing over this, you know, over the next four or five months kind yeah. of thing. And so in particular, looking at the registration flow, if we just said, hey, we're going to ship this new thing, yeah, and then it's great, we did a quick A-B test, it looks perfect. So, yeah, what would, what would an example be for that? Like, I, I'm, we're going to ship a new registration flow. Mm-hmm. Like maybe that's like the hard example of a feature. Yeah. Like, we're going to, I don't know exactly what the feature would be there. Yeah, and so that's that, where it's, yeah. it, I mean, literally, mm-hmm. new registration probably yeah, is a okay. feature in and yeah, yeah. And so, so instead you, of saying, um, we're going to deliver that by end of Q4, yep. right? Like, what? Wh- how would you spin that into OKRs or, in a, or sorry, in a, um, outcomes? And that's where I think the OKRs yeah. layer well with this. Mm-hmm. And I think we can kind of break that down a little further. In particular, instead of saying, we have shipped the new registration flow and we walked away. 
it became our goal is a three percentage point increase in the amount of registrations. There you go. How we accomplished yeah. that was a new registration flow. But as we've gone through it, we shipped that and now we're doing additional improvements mm -hmm. and realizing, oh, this thing over here actually is really bad experience. Yeah. And so we're going towards you know something we hadn't expected, which is like a totally different experience being passwordless sign-on, um, which we not we would not have realized if we mm -hmm. were just focused on shipping on that feature. Yeah, yeah I mean, I, I kind of hear two things. Like, One thing outcomes help you with is upfront understanding, like, is this worth doing in, in the first place? Like, it's kind of unpacking, you know, there's usually assumptions of this feature is important. A new we need a new registration flow, or how often have you heard, we need to redesign our website, right? <laughs> and a lot of times it's like, okay, Never heard it. <laughs> why? Yeah. Um, and there might be very valid reasons to do it, but going back to the, like, why do we need to do this? Yeah. Um, might save you some time so that you can validate that assumption up front. First of all, why are we doing this? And if the outcome is because it's going to increase... Uh, activation by X percent, well then okay, there you go. I think the other thing output or outcomes help you with is, like you said, um, making sure you achieve that, uh, the actual goal. And you know, this is something like I've been on teams that have done where we, like you said, ship products and then we move on to the next thing and you don't really stop to understand was this successful or maybe mm -hmm. it wasn't successful and you just move on to the next thing that's like, well, you need to unpack the problem you're really trying to solve for before moving forward. Hmm. I think it helps you focus right like if if you're talking about one problem to solve and perhaps that's something that we should think about as we go through OKRs okay, is like just pick one pick one problem and then say we're going to focus on this problem for this quarter we don't know exactly how we're going to solve it yet but these are some of the things that we're thinking about trying and it's the one problem and then it's really easy to say no to things and I mean that's really what OKRs are all about at the end of the day too yeah, right like to say no yeah, it's like how to say no, but it's not how to say no because we're trying to build this thing. It's how to say no because we're trying to solve this problem and drive this outcome. Yeah. I think it's important. I, I think prioritization is so inherently hard yeah. that uh, it, it can be easy to use features as kind of a proxy. Like, yeah. hey, we've delivered this thing. Awesome. We did it. We did something. But I think the focus really comes in on what are we trying to solve and did, did we do that? And are we focusing on the, the best thing to do that? I think the other part of it too is understanding return on investment. I think that's a part that often gets missed when you're looking at the objectives. At the end of the day, like you need to drive some level of return on investment, whether it's customers being more satisfied and ergo likely to come back and continue using your service, or B adding a you know quarter point, half point in terms of revenue growth, anything else. You want to justify that your time was spent and spent well. And sometimes it's it's not. We don't and we make mistakes, but hopefully learn from them and actually use that to improve ROI down the field because it's part of it. I think outcome-based roadmaps make it easier to gauge ROI too yeah. because who the hell knows like what how like how much a particular feature you're going to build two months from now is going to impact your activation rate, right? But you can definitely quantify the 2% or one point change in activation rate to the business. Yep. And then you can go to senior leadership and say, hey, if we move this metric, this one point in the next three months, this is the value we'll drive to the business. Yeah. Well, and then Lou, to your point, you can also look at, here's the three or four things we tried hoping to achieve this. Here's what actually worked. Yep. And that can help inform things you do in the future. Because yep. that's something I've learned too, is like you're just generally a lot more often wrong than you are right, even if you yeah. are quote unquote <laughs> good at what you do. Like people are just inherently bad at guessing what ne what is going to be the right thing to do. Yeah. Um, so it's better to test that, learn from it, based on an actual goal versus here's another feature. Yeah. Well, how do we, as product professionals, really ensure that that message is getting across? 
Because I think it, as you are moving into outcome-based roadmaps, it's very challenging to really pitch that to a leadership team that is focused on features, simply because it's you know comforting, they know what's going on, and if, if you expect 50% or more of your tests to fail, how do you reassure them that that's a good thing? Probably transparency, a lot of it. You gotta let people know, I think, pretty well ahead that you're gonna be trying some things out and you expect 50% of them to fail. Yeah. I think the bigger problem happens when you tell everybody that we're gonna go after this thing, yeah. but then you don't let them know mm-hmm. how you're gonna, frankly, screw it up along the way. And I think if you're pretty clear about that, at least they know, hey, look, Seven out of ten things we're going to try probably won't work, at least if we prototype them maybe before we go at it, then we'll do all right. But if you give them a heads up, it's usually better. I think it's setting expectations yeah. up front. I, I, I like that because it's, it's definitely happened to me in the past where, yeah, you're, you're set on maybe a few features you're going to deliver. You said, yeah, we're going to go do these things, but then that's not driving the outcome that we're expecting, so you change, right? Yeah. And that's where things can go wrong because you said you were going to do this and you didn't do it. Right. Yeah, so, yeah. I yeah. like the focus on the objective there or the I, outcome. I do too. Yeah, in my experience with working off of like more traditional, you know, year-long feature type roadmaps, you usually are having these problems anyway, where things don't work, and then you have to have conversations of why didn't these things work? We we're going to try something new. We have new information. You have to have those conversations along the way mm-hmm. anyway, and so I think if up front you want to focus on outcomes, you don't even have to make it like this thing where it's like we're going to go do this totally different thing and you have to trust us. I think you can kind of focus on the fact of here's what we're trying to solve and then you know you should be tying your your metrics to company goals anyway. Mm-hmm. So I think focusing on the thing that your executives are really interested in driving and mm-hmm. how this gets you there and why you need to t- test multiple things and to your point about transparency like you know kind of bring them on the journey a little bit of like here's why we were making these guesses because of data points X, Y, and Z. Yeah. We think they're going to drive this metric. We're going to focus on that. And then based on what we learned, we'll go from there. Yeah. It's usually a good thing is that people who tend to be features oriented also be, tend to be pretty data oriented too, which is kind of a helpful bit. So you can at least say, hey, as you said, right, here's the background information about why we made these decisions. Whoops, some of them were wrong, but worked out itself anyway. Yeah. So how, how do we get started as as PMs like we're going into Q4 now. Mm-hmm. Um, this is when we're recording. Um, how do we kind of like, yeah, where do we start in terms of what objectives or outcomes we, we want to drive? And how do we kind of, you know, um, educate leadership of, on them, evangelize them, and actually put them into practice? I think it, it, it can't be sudden. You can't just flip a switch on this. Um, with leadership in particular, like they're going to want to know what are you building, what is it going to be built, and how much ROI is it going to drive. Um, so I think in any sort of roadmap, like we can't just say like forget future roadmaps, like those those are going to be here. But what we can do is on those future roadmaps, perhaps we can append like what is the outcome we're trying to drive with those features, and just start putting that concept. It's kind of this slow shift into thinking more outcome oriented by just putting the two things together. And then over time, we can pull the features off and maybe six months from now, we'll just be talking about outcomes. Um, I think at the squad level is something that um, I was working with one of my teams yesterday is working from right to left. So starting with the business outcome, saying, okay, this is the business outcome. What are the things that we can control that can drive this business outcome that has been articulated by leadership? Okay, great. And working backwards from there, what can we do to drive 
this particular outcome that's in our control, and how are we going to know, know that we're doing that? And there's your, I mean, those are your OKRs right there, and then you don't even talk about initiatives um, until like some later date, but really just trying to figure out where are we trying to go, how do we know we're going to get there, and then we'll figure out the details. Yeah, I think a lot of times leadership, they're, they're interested in like understanding timelines and that yeah. gives them confidence in you. If, you know, if you just say, I don't know when stuff's gonna happen, they're, they're just not gonna have a lot right. of confidence in you. And so I think one of the more helpful things is to always try and give deadlines of at least the next step. Like what mm -hmm. can you quantify? Yeah. It may not be like when we're gonna deliver this big thing or you know this outcome will achieve, but it's like, okay, here's our outcome. Here's yeah. what we're building because of data point, you know, X and Y. That's why we think this is the right thing mm -hmm. to do. And our next step is we'll have an MVP ready in three weeks that we're going to launch as an A-B test. And, it, you know, if you can give quantifiable milestones, even if it's not like the end-all deliverable, that goes a long way. So I, I have a challenge for us now. Um, we're recording a podcast now. What, how, how about we try putting an outcome for this podcast and putting together mm. a roadmap based on that for us. Like what kind of outcomes do we want to drive with mm. this podcast? Mm -hmm. That's a that's a good question. 10,000 <laughs> listens by the end of the year. 10,000 listens by the end of the year. Okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Also goes back to like what is our expected yeah. outcome and value of the podcast? Is it <laughs> listeners or is it knowledge you great know, conversations it, yeah. yeah i don't know it's been good What's knowledge for me so far i already yeah. listened to a couple <laughs> yeah. before onboarding so nice so maybe um i mean it is good to have that feedback loop of hearing people that have listened to it um maybe we can expect maybe some outcomes are like some comments or something on yeah. apple itunes or something like that those are some good metrics yeah 27 yeah. five-star ratings i mean the goal of week. this podcast <laughs> was to get sponsored with coffee so Duh. and we, yeah. we have done one of those things yeah, <laughs> yeah that's true yeah. um maybe that's another outcome too yeah, <laughs> yeah. Coffee sponsors. regular regular, <laughs> regular sponsors, sponsors yeah <laughs> it, i think it also highlights just how challenging it can actually be when you're starting something to talk about yeah. an outcome as mm -hmm. well yeah. because you think okay really what is the value we're trying to drive with a you know, in mm -hmm. this case, the the podcast. But if we were to unpack it with a number of other things, I think it also gets into how do we adopt outcomes? And I think it largely comes down to stakeholder management. Mm -hmm. And I think it will definitely need a can of worm this one because I think we could probably talk for days about that. Yeah. But one of the big things is really understanding what is every single stakeholders and your users, you know, desired outcome. Mm -hmm. And for us, we may have this outcome right here where we're like, yeah, this is great, we want coffee. And we want to learn more, but is that really what our listeners want from us, too? Is yeah. that what other people in the business expect? Well, Lou, yeah. since you're new, what, um, as a listener, previous, um, what, what was your kind of expectations of the podcast? Well, one, mean, have you heard of the podcast before you joined Ibotta? Uh, no, I hadn't. Okay. So I think maybe that would be like one of those things is, you know, probably increasing some user awareness, especially in the field. It seems like the product management side, as I was, you know, kind of even browsing out of my own echo chamber of it trying to find new information i think actually kind of being a trending thought leader there would be yeah. a really good goal maybe that's just like when you google search for this there's a certain ranking that we get sure. or a certain way to find it um i'd say the other thing too is like even as like an internal goal listening to this could be great for our own internal staff and for people who are trying to get mindset into like the type of things yeah. that you do it's just another communication forum yeah. and even on its surface if we didn't if we didn't accomplish the the ten thousand listen. I would say yeah. if, if we had people listening to it even internally, that would be pretty cool. Yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, we're kind of, throughout this exercise, we're kind of identifying who our key consumer is or key customer is. And um, and then we're also reflecting back on why we started the podcast and what mm-hmm. what we wanted out of it to begin with. So there, it's kind of thinking of outcomes. You, you start to think, rethink about, you know, re-question things and make sure you're aware of the well, and, high level. And if one of the primary outcomes was to elevate the product mentality and the product group yeah. here, you know, how do we even quantify right. that? Yeah. Yeah. We could do a CSAT. <laughs> well, it's, interesting. CSAT it's interesting how a lot of these things start to tie together. And, you know, yeah. I think when you really start looking at outcomes, it takes you into, okay, who are our users? And, mm-hmm. you know, I, I think what's interesting is we've, we've just identified a couple of different actual users of the podcast. There's listeners who are, you know, maybe product managers. There are listeners who are interested in working at Ibotta. And then there are listeners who work at Ibotta. And that's three different use cases. <laughs> and so in terms of like what outcomes are we trying to drive and what should we do, um, like it kind of kind of varies. We always joke about like getting sponsored and um, yeah. you know, regularly with coffee. You know, what would that actually drive for the podcast other than us being caffeinated for free? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, and so, true. you know, it, like, you know, I, I think it this is maybe a good exercise. I think we should put together, we should put together like an actual roadmap based on these things and come yeah. back and review it on a future podcast. Like yeah. You know, yeah. Well, one of the things we can do is almost think of it like it's, it's its own startup, mm-hmm. right? Like that was kind of the thing that, is, right? yeah. you know, when, for when I've done that plenty of times, what we always thought about was, well, you had a couple simple milestones. One, we need to make money. Uh, was with the general one, which is yeah. probably how this relates to any core business. Yeah. Any core business must pay its bills. Yeah. Right. So, Theoretically, right now, since we don't have bills, but let's just say that we wanted to upgrade. We our do bill. actually. Oh, we do. Well, brilliant. I don't know what they are, but <laughs> at hosting. Oh one, well, yeah. Right? I mean, equipment's another. Yeah, coffee. So I mean, okay. Well, those three things. So maybe yeah. it's like one of those. Like, all right, we want to buy maybe a new mic setup. Maybe yeah. we'll do it as a video podcast, and we want to have all that. Perhaps at some point in a year or two, completely funded by either sponsors mm-hmm. or something of that nature. And right. now you've got like some goal that you're attempting to achieve yeah. and, and you can build it off of that. Yeah. It's great ideas. Yeah. Or fly out like a more well-known product professional or yeah. speaker from another yeah. area out here. Like that starts to get even more expensive, but I think yeah. ways that could really benefit the podcast. There's a lot we could do. So I think offline, you should put together a roadmap, yeah. come back and then review that as another yeah. exercise. Oh, like, yeah. okay, what have we put together? We could even do that on a quarterly basis. Deconstruct it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And yeah, Marty Kagan, the invitation's open. So yeah, Marty, (laughs) come on our podcast. Um, Cool. Um, Yeah, I I think we're we're closing in on time. So maybe some final thoughts from each of us on uh, what outcome-based roadmaps are and why they're important. Yeah, I would just reiterate, um, you know, lean start mentality. So the biggest thing is don't get you know sucked into just focusing on that feature. Plan on kind of like what Zach said is give your stakeholders at least some indication of how long it's going to take in order to ship something, but then start building in the timelines in order to achieve that outcome through iteration, through measurement and design. I think it kind of is breaking apart a few different aspects. You've kind of got the what, wow, and what, how, and that area. So like the what is, you know, what we're going to build, what objectives we're trying to achieve. The roadmap is kind of the how to that. And I think separating those two, and then also adding a little bit of why for your seating or your leadership in there. It's like, so the outcomes-based road mapping is really starting with the what and the why, and then backfilling into the how in terms of what it is, which is, I think, equally important, especially as you work with different people on your team. Yeah. 
Yeah, um, my thoughts are, you know, try to put this into practice with whatever profession that you're in and see if that's... Um, and ask yourself some of these questions. I think it'll force yourself to kind of, you know, why are why am I doing this thing? Or, yeah, if you're an engineer on a team, ask this of your product manager. If you're a product manager, continue to ask this of your leadership. And um, I think it's a good exercise for everyone to kind of pause and, and think about and then make sure that we're, you, you're working on the right things to move the right um, outcomes. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think you've all summarized it pretty well. I think... Um really be uh, scrutinizing every feature you look to introduce. And this is something I'm guilty of too. It's so easy to be like, this new yeah. cool thing, this new thing we designed, we think it's going to be awesome because of this. Really look at, you know, what is that supposed to drive? What are, like, what's the, the quantifiable impact? Um, and then again, yeah, communicating that to leadership of here's why this matters and how it connects. And here's why, like taking people on the journey at kind of a high level, here's why we're choosing to do these things and what we'll learn. Um, with that, maybe a homework assignment for our listeners. Uh, look at your roadmap, look at the things you have on the list to do, um, and try to, to back into, for every feature or story in your backlog or epic, whatever, why are you doing that thing? What is the, the core metric that it's going to move? And try to map that. Does that map to your company goals? And you know how, how would you communicate that in terms of the impact every single one of those things is going to do? And then look at kind of your list, and does the priority order still make sense? Yeah, I agree. Any other bits of homework? No, I think we're all done. Other than rate and subscribe. Yeah, yeah, that's That's always your homework. (laughs) Send us coffee. (laughs) (laughs) Once again, send us coffee. Um, Awesome. Well, we're we're done with our coffee here for today. So thanks for joining us. Uh, Now go level up. So. All right, take two. All right. Is that You're all ready? recorded? Yeah. All right. Oh, that'll go. Is that, that's going to go on the end of one episode. You know it's going to go. <laughs> I'm just going to stack it. Right. That's fine. Easter egg. <laughs> all right.